This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Hello, hello, activators. An activator by definition is a substance used to induce or accelerate a reaction. You, my listeners, are the activators that are needed to shake things up in education and the realm of building and maintaining highly effective and successful teams in our schools. Welcome to the Squad Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gerard Phillips, Sr., Welcome everyone. I have a special guest in the building with me on this episode. I'm not even going to introduce her. I'm just going to let her rip and introduce herself and tell y'all all about herself because that's the first question anyway. But I'm just excited to have her on this episode. So Selma, go ahead and tell them about yourself because we're going to really get into it this episode. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Phillips, for having me. My name is Selma Hussein. I am a elementary principal in Minnesota. Uh, I am originally from Mogadishu, Somalia, which is a country um, in Africa. And I came to the U.S. when I was seven years old, went through public schooling education in Minnesota, where I learned English and really learned to love learning. Uh, My background is in social work. I went into social work with the desire to really um, interrupt uh, inequities and really to create a more just society. And I realized that there, while that is our mission, there is a lot of systems work that needs to be done. Um, So through my work as a high school school social worker, I had the opportunity to step into leadership and use my social work training um, to really help facilitate love and strength-based systems transformation in K-12 education. Selma, before I go to the next question, I really gotta dig into that background in social work. And you say a lot of systems work needs to be done. What I'm noticing right now in education where we really need to put a lot of bang for our buck is we really need to invest having more social workers and mental health counselors in schools rather than beefing up and loading up on discipline staff. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit more to your experience going from a social worker to leadership and you lead an instruction from a lens of that social work field because I've 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 seen social workers that when they're in education I learn a lot from because sometimes that that cl- I like to say that clinical side and that instructional educational side where you have that social work background and other things 
And then you have someone that only has the educational side and they're trying to dig into SEL work. Like, marrying the two, I think that's what really causes a lot of educators or teachers to think that SEL or restorative practice is an extra add-on when it shouldn't be. So I'm going I'm going to be quiet and let you have it. <laughs> I so appreciate you, Dr. Phillips. Um, I actually am in school working on becoming a doctor. Um, and my area of focus is looking at how elementary principals implement restorative practices and how that supports students' feelings of belonging. Um, so what I really do as a social worker principal is take care of my community. And I love how you said, Dr. Phillips, of how sometimes people see restorative practices and social emotional learning as something that you do instead of a way of being, a way of relating. Um, so what I do is I take care of my staff. I tell my staff that I love them. I tell my students that I love them. And right now I'm coming to you from my office and on my board. I've got my focus. My focus really is to make sure that every single student feels loved and supported. Every single staff feels loved and supported and every single um, family feels loved and supported. So it's not something that I am doing because it's trendy. It's about relationships. It's about serving students. It's about serving the teacher. Um, it's been really important for me as a first year principal to support my staff and understanding that consequence isn't punitive. It doesn't have to be punitive. It has to be something that allows the young person, especially in the elementary setting, uh, a way to honor their humanity and hold space for them to grow through the experience. Just last week, Dr. Phillips, I had a, a student in my office who did some things and I had a conversation with them and I remembered Spider-Man, um, the the famous quote that I think goes with great responsibility, with great power comes great responsibility. So I quoted that and I just had the young student smiling in my office, just letting them feel good about who they are, but also understanding that we expect more from you. Um, so I've been really grateful to use social work. And I know in the education realm, sometimes you know, there's conversations about can a social worker, can a school counselor be an instructional leader? And what I tell folks is, listen, as the classroom teacher, you are the expert in your content area. And as the administrator, my job is to hold space for you to reflect on what you're doing, to ask those questions that allow you to identify what's working, to identify what's not working, and also to identify what you need to grow in. Um, so it's it's been really a match made in heaven, being able to use that strength-based approach to leadership and also letting my teachers know that my job as the administrator isn't just to evaluate you, it's also to take care of you. I like how you really brought it all together in the realm that you don't have to be the instructional expert of that particular curriculum because it's all about fact finding and reflection and it's the same thing as when we look at the the business sector someone can be a ceo of a let's say a convenience store chain and really have strong leadership 
and you look up, they can get a job as a CEO of an oil company or something that's <laughs> totally. So that leadership, like that stuff can be learned, gained, and you can pick up things along the way from those strong teachers that, oh, they did this really good in their classroom. And then you see someone not doing it. You can use those same strategies as growing points or things to try for that next teacher. So I, I'm all for a social worker such as yourself being a school leader because you're going to have those resources and some other, like even with students with IEPs, you're going to be in a meeting and your your mind is already thinking of other things that can be implemented or that's not being looked at in that individual education plan that some of us educators may not. Mm -hmm. Oh man, this, this is good. Qu another question for you. What are your thoughts on the current state of education when it comes to how we are staffing schools now and staffing schools for the future? You know, I honestly, I was talking to somebody today, um, a parent, um, of one of the um, children in my schools. And we were talking about how their background and they used to work in corporate America. And uh, she and I just were talking and I realized that sometimes in education, we try to bottle, um, borrow things from like corporate America and be more business oriented. Um, education really is rooted in relationships. It's rooted in relationships, again, for me. And what we need to do as educational leaders is to take care of our staff, to celebrate our staff, to identify their strength, to build their capacity. Dr. Phillips, my passion, in addition to supporting our young people, is to support my staff, to find out what their hopes and dreams are, and to get them to support them in reaching those hopes and dreams. And sometimes those hopes and dreams may take them from Gideon Pond Elementary, um, but I still will celebrate them and support them. Um, so what I think we need to do in schools is to staff and bring in more social workers, like you said, bring in um, social workers, not just for the students, uh, but also for the staff. I know every school district has a employee, employee assistant program, but that's something that you have to dial. How transformative would it be to have someone in-house in the building where teachers and, and support staff can just pop into a room confidentially and just connect with somebody, somebody that can hold space for them um, and help them um, release the stress of the job. Um, so we just need to invest more resources in the social, emotional, and wellness of our staff and of our families. And we need to be open to also as a system to truly authentically partner with families, to get feedback from staff, create a culture where we can take feedback. I think sometimes in education, leaders may not always be open to feedback. They want things to continue to go the way that they have been going. And that's education isn't static. It has to evolve and we have to be responsive to the communities that we serve. Yes, education cannot cannot be static. I really, I really, I'm really thinking about that piece of the social workers being there for staff, because there are a lot of things that staff may go through that one they don't want to talk to their principal or supervisor about. Mm -hmm. um, granted, 
we're supposed to be confidential. They they already know some of their colleagues aren't going to be confidential. Mm -hmm. However, they do know just by the nature of the degrees and the and the certification that social workers go through, by nature, being confidential is second nature to them. It goes without saying. So if they have their own personal issues that they're going through with their own kids, they don't have to kind of put themselves out there for the neighboring school or that principal to know their issues when that social worker may able to connect them with some resources for their own personal kids and that be kept confidential and they ain't got to worry about their principal look at them differently or colleagues. Like just that peace of mind right there can kind of increase uh, their attendance rate because when staff go through stuff, the easiest thing, way to deal with it is, hey, I need to take some time off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. We, uh, I know you're about to go work. That, just your background being a principal, I'm sitting here thinking, like I'm just thinking about some of the kids, students I serve and have served. If I had that social work background, I feel as though, like I, I drive home some days and like, that one or two kid or that family that you just constantly think about and it's like you're picking your brain like like I'm failing, like I'm not doing enough. And we got resources like you and other social workers that can help fill that gap and it's needed in schools. Thank you. Also, another question. What do you do to build and maintain a cohesive team? Because I know for a fact in my experiences that keeping a solid group of educators in your your circle of influence, as well as those you serve or, or colleagues with, is critical. For real. That's very true. I am new to my building, so I'm getting to know my staff. But one of the things that I have been really clear about is um, I am invested and getting to know my staff and getting to know um, their hopes and dreams and getting to know um, their families. Um, and then also celebrating staff. I really make it a point to um, brag about my staff, brag about how awesome they are. Um, we have done a, like I'm on Twitter a lot. I manage our school uh, Twitter page and I just, just, ask my teachers permission to take pictures of the good work that they're doing. A lot of teachers and educators aren't really always great about uh, promoting their brilliance. And for me, because of my lived experience, because I didn't grow up with a strong network of, you know, professionals, I have had to uh, cultivate my own brand and my brand is just me being authentically me. So I've had to connect with my teachers and let them know, like, I need you all to pick up your phones and to take a selfie and to highlight and celebrate the good work that you're doing. Because by doing that, you are amplifying and promoting our school. We have to be all responsible for telling the story of our school. We can't just depend on our communication departments to always be here to take pictures, to tell the story. Like we get to be the authors of the Gideon Pond story. Um, the other thing that I've really done is um, getting to know again staff and finding out what they want to work on. One of my teachers wants to work on public speaking. So I've been really open and giving them opportunity during our staff meetings to get, a, get up in front of the staff and to be a leader and to build that confidence in themselves. 
Um, so just being open to feedback. One of the things I've done, Dr. Phillips, recently, I live in Minnesota and in Minnesota, we're known for Minnesota nice. What that really means is that people really aren't, you know, always looking forward to confrontation or being direct. So I, me and my uh, building leadership team, we've created a box, a BLT communication box. So all of my staff have access to this box and to a paper where they can give feedback. Um, so every morning and sometimes throughout the day, I just pop into the staff lounge and I just get feedback. Uh, and I take the feedback and I use that feedback to continue to improve and to be responsive to staff. Man, that that that's huge. Minnesota nice. I, I know several Minnesota leaders, um, and I, I'm I'm impressed by y'all. Like uh, connect connect with two um, at NESP, then on Twitter. So y'all keep doing y'all keep doing your thing out there. Um, I love it. Are you connected to Ashley Principal yeah, Ashley? You know it. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's that's my guy. Um, I met him there, and this is where I, I tell people, like, I know some people think that going to conferences or being on Twitter is just one extra thing. Like, you really can make connections for life what that actually push you to be a better leader. I met him when we both were assistant principals. Wow. We were at NESP. Um, I think that year it was in uh, Washington. Spokane. We were standing in line both to get our book signed by Principal Cafele, and he was with a huge group of educators from the Bahamas, mm. and we just was in line, like, talking, and I think he might have been one before me, so however it went, we got our book signed, I took his picture, that way it was in his phone, with him and Principal Cafele in the same, and we just exchanged Twitter handles and stayed connected ever since, and then I met one of his friends, one of his principal friends, um, at this past year's when we were in a um a uh focus group it's just like you it's like they and then i see the things they do at their schools and i'm like ooh, i like that and it's they they're building their brand and i can beg borrow and steal to help build my brand because mm -hmm. like you're saying about celebrating staff i know sometimes staff like oh social media blah 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 but I'm real big on you got to create a buzz around your school. Like if you got a school that got huge discipline problems, get it on and popping on social media. It will change the mindset of kids because they, quote unquote, they're going to think their school is lit. Mm -hmm. So certain things, they see you coming in the classroom. Oh, um, Dr. Salma, Dr. Phil, stay in the room. I know they're about to take some pictures. So they're going to be doing the things that they want to be seen done. Like, they're not going to be acting reckless while you're in there because they know that you're about to be promoting a school on social media, something they're on anyway. Yeah. So why not use that to our disposal? So if the NBA, NFL, and all the other avenues, rap, music, hip hop, can use social media to make themselves pop, mm -hmm. we need to do the same thing in education. So that way kids are like, I think Dr. Phillips is a cool guy. Like I could see myself being a teacher or a pre like that's how we're going to get out of this crisis. Like mm -hmm. the little stuff like this. Yeah. Not not just being like oh it's, it's social media. Um we shouldn't like cuz I know some people may think that we should only post educational stuff. Man, if we having a twin day and a lot of my staff dress other people, oh that's going on there. It might yeah. not have a it might not have a 
a component of uh, a a uh, ELA or math standard, but it's going on there because, and the kids are dressed like twins. So that way the parents in the community see a united front. Mm -hmm. I agree. I love your passion and I agree with everything <laughs> that you said. And I want you to know, you sound like Dr. Uh, Principal Kafele. Just... I just nah, want to that. that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he um like he he is a good guy to follow yeah. and just like you said about being reflective. All yeah. his books all his books are about reflection. Yeah. And every day we gotta be reflective in the schools. I love that. Yeah. So to close us out, because I try to keep my episodes 30 minutes and under, that way people keep tuning in. Number four, to close us out. I need you to go all in on the most pressing thing on your mind in education. It only have to be nothing about hiring, retention, none of that. Anything, what's the most pressing thing on your mind in education? Passion, anything you're working on, uh, any personal endeavors, the floor is yours. That's how we're going to close out. I appreciate you. Um, I... Uh... You know, right now I'm thinking about school safety um, and just what we as communities can do to make our schools safe uh, for the students, for the staff, for the community. I think that is a positive and important um, area that we need to put more resources in. And to that point, education really needs everybody to move from not just having positive intentions, but really um, like acting and taking better action. Um, I think in education, we just have a lot of people with very good intentions um, and it just remains as an intention. So we need more folks too, as you have here to activate, to motivate and to squat up and to take action and to be reflective and to do that inner work of being better human beings, of healing, Everybody has work to do when it comes to healing. Everybody has stories. So when we talk about mental health and mental wellness, it's not something that just some people have. Everybody has mental health and the jobs that we do is stressful. And to do our best job requires us to take care of ourselves. Thank you. I knew I know it was the last question, but I got to pick up piggyback on something you said about uh, healing. Because I think a lot of our staff may need healing from we may be walking into situations where we don't know what happened to them with their prior leadership in a prior school. Or some people may need healing because they are now solo in a classroom, but they spent the past three or four years in a co-teach situation that was toxic for their own mental health. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of healing that needs to be done for our own staff that they may not even be talking about, but like you were saying, having those those uh, those intentions, but acting on them. Because mm -hmm. the more I get to, the more I get to talk with teachers, they teachers have experienced, and it was just prior COVID. Teachers have experienced some trauma in their careers that they do not want to relive, and it and ninety nine percent of the time it wasn't even their fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even their fault. And now they they something they still gotta carry with them in their career. Yep, and we're asking teachers to take care of students. 
You can't take care of students if you're not taking care of yourself. Yep, that's true. So, Selma, doctor for the future, principal, social worker, any closing thoughts other than that number four? The only other thought I just have is to the listeners, please get to know yourself. Please embrace who you are. Um, love who you are. Love your story. Um, and when you love who you are, um, your energy is going to be different. And that energy is going to uh, attract a lot of blessings. So to the listener, spend time getting to know yourself to be successful and to be your best. Yeah, know yourself. All right. That is a wrap. Until next time, activators, activate, motivate, and squad up. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.